Hello and welcome to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast, a show about life adversity, how to overcome it and transform your life. This is your host, Dr. Lidiana Garcia, a licensed psychologist in Los Angeles, California. And even though my hope is to deliver information that can be helpful for you to overcome adversity and transform your life, it is not meant to be a substitute for being diagnosed and treated by a licensed mental health, medical, and related professional. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Season 2. Today, I have the pleasure and honor to present you one of my really good friends, Sue. Sue is a licensed midwife in California and in Florida, and she was part of my birth team when I had my son, and I'm crossing my fingers if she can make it so she can also be there for baby Luna, yeah, in May, or hope I was looking the latest June 4th, please. But yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> June 4th. So yeah, it will be my pleasure if like, I will be so happy if she will be able to come. But without any further ado, I welcome Sul. So hey. Hi, friends. And yes, that's the plan. I'm gonna make it here. And hopefully Luna is gonna wait for that last week of May or June. But yeah, so what a pleasure. And, and thank you for having me here with you. I know Luna will meet you either way. Yes, Whether either way. Or right after, but she will. Either be- way. Yes, yes, yes. Wow. She will be here. I will hug her as you're sleeping and resting. I will be there. Oh, like go to sleep and I will have yes. your baby. <laughs> So happy. Yeah. <laughs> but as you guys are listening to us, our episode today is about birth. And it's going to be more about birth resilience. Because I think it's super important to when you're planning the baby, not only to think about the color of the room, the crib, the stroller, and like whatever the doctor will figure it out, but to kind of get empowered and get some information needed so that way your birth can be a good experience as much as possible. Because there's a lot of people that experience traumatic birth. And that's another topic for another episode, but it's something that it happens way more often than what people think. So without any further ado, so if you can tell us a little bit about you, the work that you do and what you love the most about it. Mm, hi. Well, I like you said, I'm a licensed midwife. Right now I work in the state of Florida in the Tampa area, but I'm also licensed in California. The last 12 years I was in LA. I also had the, I would say the honor to live six months in Mexico with a traditional midwife from Mexico. I was a doula, doula, postpartum doula, and a lactation educator. And what I love the most about my work is to see a new family, the creation of a new family. I love to see how we all, how we're born together. The, not just the baby, but everyone. And that's something that doesn't get old for me. Every time I see a baby, every single time. Like it moves me, you know, I feel like I, I have a work that I work between worlds. Mm. Please tell us a little bit about birth and some of the misconceptions that people have. Um, birth. Birth is such a beautiful, it's such a beautiful space. And I think that one of the biggest misconceptions is the pain. The pain, not the physical pain but the suffering that people do not know how differentiate I'm suffering versus I'm having pain. 
suffering is emotional, pain is physical. And I'm sure that you can talk more, more than me about this because you deal with suffering, with that emotional pain of something that a situation, suffering is a situation that happens, even though that the situation ended, we're still reliving it, right? Sometimes in the moment of birth, that's what people assume that is going to be, oh my God, like I can't do this. Other people can do it, but not me. I need drugs. I need an epidural. And that's how you start your pregnancy or even your labor. And it's not like that. I think that is, that's the part that yes, we're going to have pain during childbirth, but I think the suffering is something that we, that it needs to be work on during pregnancy. Yeah. And along those lines, I think it's also important to think about how the birth team or the place that you decided to birth your child can add to that. Because I remember when I was by myself at night, because my birth was interesting in itself, but I was like one and it was not progressing. And my midwife was like, go to sleep. So I tried to go to sleep. I took like, anyways, the thing is, I was trying to go to sleep and I was standing up and I'm like with contractions I'm like I don't know how can people be laying down like literally I felt Mm -hmm. like an image of a lion just taking over me like it was like yeah it was like I cannot (laughs) stand up and then I was thinking of how a lot of hospitals require people to stay laying down because they have the internal monitors or all the things and I'm like no wonder that would add because if they would prohibit me at that moment that you have to be laying down be still then that would have become suffering. So it's Mm -hmm. about this because when you're choosing a provider, choosing a birth team, choosing a hospital, if that's the way that you're going to go, to ask these things because a lot of times some people can minimize and you hear all these comments like the nurse was like, come on, everybody's having babies, like you can do it or all these comments that would add into that suffering. Absolutely, absolutely. That is extremely important, like working, especially choosing, choosing a provider that you trust. Because if you walk in that space thinking that you can't trust anyone, that something is happening, that you're not in charge, that you're not being respected, almost that you need to protect yourself or that you have no saying in the matter, that you don't know, that you don't know what's happening, that your bo- something is happening to your body, you're having a baby. But everyone in the room knows what's happening but you. Everyone has a saying in your body but you. That can be very triggering. That can be very demeaning. And yes, and that can become suffering. Yeah. And going and on that's that, No, no. And going on those same lines, we started already talking about some of the important piece of preparing for birth, but anything else that you feel like is important or reasons of why it's important to prepare for birth. I will say, Lidiana, start like start realizing first with I'm not ill. This is not a disease. This is not an illness. I'm having a baby. Realizing that I'm having a baby that is not an illness, that is not a disease, that is something that is a natural process of my body. So starting with choosing what is the provider that is a good fit for me, for my family, for the experience that I want to have, whether I want to be at the hospital, whether I want to be with an OBGYN, with a midwife, with a nurse midwife. There are many providers, many settings that can work for you. And then outside of that, reading a book, taking a class, exploring, interviewing doulas, 
almost like taking the time to put together, okay, who can be my birth team and why? Because you don't have to do that alone. You really don't. And I think that, that that's, that's the beginning. That's the beginning of that process. Yeah, it's so important to start with that picture of how you want it to be and then figure out well, who would be part of that team based on the idea of what you want to have. And why is it so important to have a resilient birth or have a birth that, or to prepare for birth for it to be the safest way and for mom to feel good for the most part because there will be pain involved, but as opposed to having a traumatic birth? Absolutely. Well, the birth is a moment where we are open, where we're, is no filter to that moment. It's a very vulnerable moment, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. So a lot of moments that were traumatic and a lot of trauma from our past can and most likely will come out. Based on how we're treated, that can be very triggering. And let's start with that. Now, if you, and we all have trauma, one way or another one, right? So yeah. we're going to be exposed to that. Now, being in a situation that you're not treated with respect can be very traumatic because that's a moment that we will never forget. So when you are told that your body cannot do something, that you don't get to choose, or that you made a choice that will affect your baby, even kill your baby, many things. I mean, I've heard so many things that are said, unfortunately, in certain locations, unfortunately, a lot of the times at the hospital. I mean, and sometimes at home, you know, it's like every, every profession, like midwives, we, I think that we strive to be the best that we can, but, but also they can be certain people that are not the, the right provider for you. And that is a moment when absolutely you're most vulnerable, like you're in pain, your mind is, is in a primitive state. And unfortunately, like if it's not treated with as a sacred space, can be very damaging. Mm. And how can that be damaging also for the infant? Uh, well, as it is one of the, I believe, I believe in in what is called the blueprint, cellular memory. And what that tells us is that our cells remember, that even if our mind doesn't remember, our cells remember. So that pain and that suffering and that situation that you're experiencing during labor can pass somehow mm -hmm. to your baby and to the way that you parent, to the way that welcoming of your baby starts, the emotional state that the parent is during that moment. Yeah, so, so mm -hmm. important. What are some of the recommendations? Because I know we are, this is more of an intro, <laughs> but mm -hmm. like, like tapping into all these different complexities and difficulties, but what are some of the recommendations for moms to become more resilient? And I know we already talked about choosing a good, team but anything else that you consider important i will say educate yourself find as much information as you can honestly that's is funny because i feel like every time that that a mom is pregnant everyone is an expert including the neighbor the guy at the liquor store at the pharmacy so you know educate yourself like people love to tell stories about pregnancy but 
choose the right people, choose the right story. But yeah, that's the moment to educate yourself, you know, and that may look like very differently, like listening to your mom tell you your birth story and then deciding in that moment saying like, well, maybe I want to do something completely different, right? And in the era that we are, I'm very careful with social media. I think social media sometimes can give us way more information than what we need or want to hear. But at the same time, it's a world. It's a world there that you can find a doula, that you can find a mom group, that you can find reviews for different providers. Please like, find out, do your research. This is a moment that will never come back. You know, if, if we take time to plan our wedding, to buy a car, to do all these things, why wouldn't take the same time and we'll do the same or even more research when we're having a baby? Yeah. So, so important. Where can people, well, you mentioned social media. Is there any like websites or places that people can get resources? I will say I'm careful giving giving websites because a lot of the websites are the information is based in what I think a lot of websites are biased, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't think that, for example, sometimes you go to a website and the only options that are going to be there are based in the ACOG regulation. That is the Academy of OBGYNs, right? So you may not have certain advices that will even mention a midwife. So I will say that I will start going to different websites like Google and search birth at the hospital, birth at home, birth in a birth center. And every time that you go to the different providers, they will have resources. But I will say research everything. Research providers, find a doula, ask her, ask her the questions that you're asking me. Hey, I, I just got pregnant or I have a baby or I have three babies, but I want this for the experience to be different. What can I do? What do you recommend? And start from there. Mm, yeah. What are some of the things that you have your moms use that seems to help them? And I know this, what you're going to provide right now, it could be different for each person, but like any resource, like maybe music or something like, what are some of the things that moms tend to use in birth that seems to be helpful? Oh, good question. Mm -hmm. I am a big, big in starting during pregnancy with acupuncture and chiropractor care. And for the people that can do yoga, regular yoga or prenatal yoga, that is so helpful. And then once you are in, in your birth, but well, before the birth, find, I will say find something that gives you joy. That can, be, that can be a song, that can be a picture of a family member that you love, essential oils. Make that space, whether you're in the hospital, whether you're at home, whether you're at the birth center, make it yours. Make it yours. Make it a safe space for you. I love how you were saying, like a sacred place. And sometimes mm -hmm. we forget that, yeah. And mm -hmm. I know, I mean, now as capitalism and all that like there's so many I mean good resources but people like you know like creating affirmations and you can buy affirmations already pre-made absolutely yeah. yeah 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 you know something that I love traditionally and especially in our cultures I think like you know in the American culture and even in the Latin culture 
people love to do the baby showers. Like bring the presents and let's do the games. And now a lot of people love to do the gender reveal. But you know what I recommend? Uh, a blessing ceremony. A blessing ceremony is something that is for the mom, for the journey. And that is so beautiful in such a symbolic way. Something that will bring you, is a celebration to the mom, is a celebration to that pregnancy, is a celebration for that new soul. It has nothing to do with presence, but just a group of people. It can be a group of women, friends, sister, mom that you love, where everyone have to take the time to be there and send this beautiful energy for the mom. Like there are blessing ceremonies where you can bring a poem, where you can bring a piece of... Uh, crystal like something valuable that you can bring to the mom for the moment that she's having the baby and I think that that's such a, I don't know such an important moment to have almost like that when you're going in like if you're taking a trip and they're sending you off you know like with all this love with all this emotional and spiritual love so important oh we can go on and on and on Especially as I'm mm -hmm. like, this season, I'm like soaking in all the information because I'm like preparing for baby number two. So it's, it's been a treat interviewing all this, <laughs> like, you know, thinking all the things that I want to do differently. So where, oh, books. Yes. I was going to forget books. So books. What are some of books that are your favorite? I will say so far, there are many books that are phenomenal. From my favorite books, I will say that Ina May Gaskin, she's a, she's a very well-known midwife. Her guide to childbirth is, is excellent, is very informative, is very helpful. Is another book that have been around for years, but that is so helpful, is Birthing from Within. And the third one is a newer book called Nurture from a doula that is located in LA. And is, I have to say, it's one of my favorite. I think that is very broad. And it's written in such a way that you can read a few chapters, come back to it, or just go to the parts that interest you the most. Mm. Thank you. Yeah, I will look into that last one. Since I, it's kind of new, you mentioned. The yeah. One. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So as we're coming to the end, where can people find you? Where can people get a hold of you? Or if they want to contact you, where would that be? They can find me. In my Instagram page, Genesis of Love, my information is there, my email is there, my phone number is there, and I will be happy to answer any questions that people may have or to do a phone on an online consult. Mm. And if they're in my area, I will be happy to see you in the center where I work. That is the birth center of San Pete. Mm. Do you also do a private or just be at the center? So far, I'm at the center for now. Mm -hmm. yeah. But get a hold of her because as soon as she starts moving, she's going to be unstoppable. So, yeah, <laughs> she might not be accessible very soon. So I would definitely say if you definitely want to contact Sewell to, you know, get a hold of her, yeah, her social media yeah, and information. Thank you so much for coming in. Like I mentioned, I know I'm crossing my fingers that you're going to be here for the birth of Luna or soon, I mean, soon after. And I am so grateful for your presence. I would definitely say, even though my birth was like interesting and weird in itself, because I went, you know, I went to like, mm. basically like, come, it's ready to 
kind of go into the pool. It was so helpful. And, and my husband keeps saying like how helpful he felt about having you there. And he keeps telling people like, get a doula. She was like also supporting me and I needed to <laughs> you know, so It was like a support for the whole family. That, that's how you should be. Great. And thanks for all this information. I hope for the listeners that all of this is helpful and you can get some nuggets and, and yeah. So thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for having me here. Thank you for having me here. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Beyond Resilience Life podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. If you like this episode, please make sure to review it and comment on it and share it with your friends and family. Until next time.